0: And I was like, I was done. I was ready to leave the retreat and never come back because I was like, I don't need to do this. I don't see the benefit it, benefit of it the next night. So I was like, okay, I'll be brave. I'll do it again. Oh, and he even said, he goes, if you feel, if you have another terrible you can come in here and punch me in the face. Whoa. And I was like, oh, that's a <laughs> Wow, he, he's very confident. <laughs> yeah. Like He goes, I've just seen this a lot. People have a really bad first night and the second night will be better. And so... I gave it a second shot and the second night it was the most magical thing, one of the most magical things I've ever experienced.
1: Really appreciate you coming Thank on you. for those listening. Sharma uh makes YouTube videos and like psychedelics, psychic phenomena, and now you're doing energy healing and that sort of realm, spirituality. Is that a fair assessment, or how would you describe? It's fair.
0: I, I just I still feel weird about the whole energy healing thing, um, the whole spiritual side. I I feel more uh, akin to like what you do and what Dakota does and what like psych, psych Substance does, like uh, psychedelics are more like people that are into psychedelics are more my people than the okay. spiritual people, because they tend to go a little too wacky for me. So I'm like in that realm, but I'm like, like regret it at the same time where I'm like very like, uh, and not resistant to a lot of the current fads, I would say. Right. Well, what do you mean by people get a bit wacky in this realm? Um, well, in the spiritual, the spiritual part, it's like they like too much of, uh, like, the people that are very much into, oh, manifesting and do this in, you know, in 30 seconds. You can have whatever you want. And it's like, ugh, that stuff makes me so sick. And people right. try to tell me to make manifest videos. If you ever see me making a manifest video, like, I hope I lose all my subscribers. Like <laughs> I ugh.
1: Slap me in the face right now.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I, I'd say,
1: like, just uh, a lot of... Maybe there's a lot of purists and maybe people going too woo-woo. And But I don't know, man. Like, sometimes you experience things that are just so... Inexplicable that I don't know it's really hard to ground it in reality, do you struggle with that?
0: oh incredibly, yeah, like I have a really hard time believing in anything until I experience it myself, and that's the way I was with energy healing like if if someone was actually some of my friends tried to get me into energy healing uh like three months before I did, and I wasn't really nice to them, I was just like that is a bunch of like adults playing pretend that stuff's not real like i i was i was kind of a dick about it and then when I was, once i experienced it for myself i was like holy shit like this is something and i don't like i'm still i'm not sure what exactly it is but it's there's something and like as you saw at arcana like they're very much into energy and mm-hmm. so it's like the two worlds feel very separate but they're actually not
1: hmm. So, how would you explain energy healing to someone who's never heard of it before or maybe a, a skeptic who's listening like what the fuck is energy healing you guys are
0: talking about Yeah. Um, I would just say for me, it's, I'm not really, I like, I'm not a healer. I don't do any healing. What I do is I have a channel for energy and I don't know why it needs me, but it's somehow it's almost like I go out and I can grab onto an electrical line and the electricity comes from there comes to me and gets to you. Hmm. I don't really know what it's healing, what it's doing, but people have sent me a lot of stories and uh, a lot of, testimonials saying you know holy shit i felt this i felt that like i don't know if you've ever seen my first um energy video that i posted and i even said in it like i'm not going to tell you what you might feel Mm. i just post it in the comments and then because i don't like i don't like anybody to like lead you like okay you're gonna feel this you're gonna feel that because then they might right yeah because your mind could be i just say exactly Mm. so i like to leave it up to people and enough people uh, left comments, and a lot of people had similar comments that I'm like, okay This is real and they're not just like pulling my leg because I thought people were even just gonna lie to me on my videos So <laughs> just, just to be nice <laughs> Yeah, exactly because uh, I've seen other heat energy healing videos and I don't feel any from friend- anything from the videos mm-hmm. And I've seen people that leave comments and it seems like they're just being nice. And so yeah, I'm always worried about that
1: Yeah, I saw your latest one. I was like reading through the comments and I s- saw some very profound reactions like just like intense tingling or vibrations or whatever um how like what percentage or i don't even want to ask what percentage but how many people or what kind of people do you find are more sensitive to these energy healings where
0: they actually feel something um i haven't haven't figured it out 100 percent. but i i have found that people that are into acupuncture tend to feel it Mm -hmm. more um cuz i just think it's uh your energy has to be clear for it to flow um because like well, i have a friend whose dad is in ohio which i don't know if what you know about the united states but ohio is very uh well, he's very he's a very redneck sort of a guy like he doesn't believe in any of this sort of stuff you know he just drinks his beer and mows his lawn and stuff like that and so he heard about this energy healing thing and he was like you're crazy you're one of those la weirdos and i'm like yeah, probably. Yeah. But if you ever want to try it, <laughs> you can try it. And it, well, actually I was talking to having a beer with him and he said something about how he goes to acupuncture for his neck. And I was like, oh shit, you might actually be able to feel this. You want to try it sometime. And I tried it and I just did it remotely where he was in Ohio. I was in LA. I just, I did it over the text. Like I don't have to see you. I don't have to hear you. I just say, okay, just lay down, close your eyes and relax and just experience whatever it is you experience. That's what I like to say. And, uh, you know we did that for about 10 minutes i told him it was over and he called me right away and he was like um what was that like mm. that was the weirdest thing i felt this tingling and now this pain in my neck is gone and i'm like yeah i don't know it's weird but i'm doing it because it seems to help people that's so crazy man. So that, yeah it's so yeah. hard to explain. but it's because he was into acupuncture yeah. that i think his energy was clear um but then it's, like, it's weird to me how some people have super strong experiences and other people have nothing or they'll feel it's very minor. But I have found that the more people do the videos or the more people that work on their energy, mm-hmm. it, they tend to be clear and they'll feel it more.
1: Right. So it's sort of like how you practice so, meditation. Like the more you practice meditation, the easier it is to slip into that state. Yeah. Maybe.
0: I hope so. I mean, I've, I wish I could figure out how to make everyone feel it because once you feel it, it's like you can't look at the world the same way. Mm. It's kind of like I think – what uh, like, the first time I did DMT, it's like, I was like, holy shit, like, what? This is a whole... Like, you've smoked DMT, right? Just plain DMT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was did you... weird. Yeah. Like, did you meet the lady? I
1: didn't meet... Oh. I had the... One of the most memorable ones in terms of contacting entities and stuff was just, like, a flood of them. Like, one was, like, this Pirates of the Caribbean, black, dreadlocky kind of golden teeth sort of lady really wow. yeah really bizarre and then once i saw like pegasus like literally the classic horse with the wings and then i would see wow. buddha but it wasn't like uh i was having a dialogue with these entities all kind of just passing through yeah like with okay. ayahuasca i've had more of like the deep profound like actual communication like i can at least translate it in my mind whereas dmt was just like and then what the fuck I think I remember seeing this lady like yeah but I don't think i saw the like Uh-oh. the DMT lady that you
0: talk about in your videos Was that your first I, well, I only saw her or... the first couple the, the first couple times I ever did it I saw her and then I, I never saw her again but then I got other friends to try it and they would see her Interesting or you know they they they, mentioned, they met a lady um so no no it's it's weird but it's like oh, When I got into that, when I was in that first realm the first time and I was like there and it was like, it was just as real as this, then I was like, okay, like there are other dimensions. I don't know what's going on, but there is something more than we know. So, how did you? That's kind of what. Oh, sorry to cut you off. (laughs) That's kind of what energy healing did when I I experienced it for the first time. I was like Mm. shaking and like my, my muscles in my face and my neck were like just contracting. And I was like, there's like, I couldn't do this to myself if I wanted to. And I didn't even know this was like, uh, something that people experienced. So it was just one of those things. It was just too undeniable for me to deny. But at the same time, like if you were like, Oh, I have a friend, he's an energy healer. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, I'm already, I'm always skeptical of everything right away, which people don't think that about me. Cause they think they see my videos and like, Oh, you must be into all this like wacky stuff. And I'm like, not unless I experience it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can tell you're, like, very grounded, and, like, I kind of relate in how you're,
1: like, radically open-minded, but at the same time, you're a skeptic sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> how do you, like, how the hell did you even get into this crazy world of
0: psychedelics, and what was your first substance? What was my first substance? So, um I've never been good. Like, so... The very first substance I ever heard of, but I never actually tried, was um, salvia. So oh, I never yes. tried salvia. But, That's a weird one. But I had a friend who, who I worked with, and he would just say – he would tell me about his salvia story, salvia stories. And then I would get on these forums and just read salvia stories all day like while I was at work. And I was like, holy shit, I got to try that at some point. Um, I tried weed – Which weed isn't supposed to be psychoactive, but that's how I kind of know that I'm not wired like everybody else. Like I hallucinate on weed. Um, A lot of people don't believe me, but if you watch me, you'll see me. So I have other friends that are like, you know, you're not smoking the right way. You have to smoke it this way. And then I just get, I get really paranoid. I can't tell if I'm dreaming or if it's real, like, um, uh, like, um, or I can't tell if I'm thinking something or saying it out loud. I, I go in and out of like a dream state where it's like all of a sudden I'll just be like, did I just say? that I just like scream and they'll be no, like because in my head, like one time I was smoking it, uh, I was, uh, I didn't really know how to smoke it, so I was breathing it in and swallowing it, like swallowing the smoke, which is stupid, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I was out on this balcony. I was in college. I was, I was on this balcony, and in my head I do an like that, and I saw a shockwave come out, and I saw all the buildings like shake, and then I was, and then I popped out of it, and then I was like, did I just yell? And they were like, yeah, you kind of went like ah. I was like, that's, I'm, 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 this is weird. I have to like go sit down. Whoa. So how, how old were you when you first like my, smoked weed? I would say 22, 20. I don't know. I would just try to be cool. Cause I had a lot of friends that smoked weed and I've a lot of people that I respect that smoke weed. And I think, I think it's actually really good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of, I'm jealous of people that can do it. So I would try off and on throughout the years to see if I could handle it. And then I, I can't. So I would think that's like my first but my first real like experience was with uh mushrooms like mm. in in in, uh, in the mountains with friends like hanging out in a hot tub drinking taking mushrooms like not the appropriate way to do it. Was and it then still when good? I found out about DMT. <laughs> oh, it was, well so like a lot of things with me it's I'm uh, I do things to the extreme. And so like the first night was amazing I loved it. The second night I'm like okay that was great the first time I bet if I even it more it'll be even better. And, and then some, some girl that was there was also had weed drops. And so I did weed drops on top of mushrooms and I was seeing like ghost ladies like flying around and there was like, I needed, I wanted to go inside to be by myself. And I looked down and there was like these bushes and they had turned into these like evil gnomes and they were like watching me and it was, it was just, it was, yeah.
1: Do you believe that these entities are real, like actually existing in different dimensions or do you think it's a projection
0: of your mind no. or is it the, the whole paradoxical question that it's either or not? I think it depends on the substance for me. Like I don't think, um, cause it depends on the experience like that weed. I don't think what I experienced on weed was like real, obviously mm. mushrooms that time definitely wasn't real. Like that was just weird shit happening. But I had a mushroom experience right before I left for ayahuasca or a month or two before I left for ayahuasca. And, um, I was trying to microdose. I was trying not to even have a strong experience. I was just trying to help with my, my depression. And, uh, so I would take a little bit and I would walk around like the neighborhood and I can always tell when mushrooms kick in because everything gets a little bit more 3d, a little bit more colorful. Mm. And I was walking around and it wasn't doing that, which is good when you microdose, it's not supposed to do anything. But I was like, Oh, like, I hope I didn't like waste this. Cause I do want to experience it a little bit. And I remember it was like Terrence McKenna or someone says, go lay down in the complete darkness, close your eyes and see what you experience. And I was like, I've never done that on mushrooms. So let's go try it. I went into my room, lay down on my bed turned on some music, closed my eyes. And I was, I saw like these cat people, hmm. like it looked almost straight out of like a Egyptian. And normally I don't see beings on mushrooms. Usually it's just, you know, my, the, my vision changes or whatever, and I feel better and I feel happy. But this was seeing these cat people. And every time I had a thought of a question, they would answer it. And I had this whole conversation uh, about uh, what's the point of life and, um, uh, I forgot what I oh and what like wh- who is god and what is god. And it was like it was pretty profound and it was it was it, it's not what I was expecting. And I think like those are like always the better experiences when you don't go in I guess expecting anything. Yeah, definitely. Um but I don't I don't think the cat people are real. Like <laughs> So I don't know. DMT is the only one where I felt where I hung out with a, a an entity that seems to exist because she was following me in each. So, uh, yeah. So the first two times I smoked it, she was there, and the third time I smoked it a week later, she was kind of there, and the for and another week later, she was there again. And and I've done that with other friends that have smoked it. They said the same thing. It's like she seems to remember what she told you before, and the story like continues. Hmm. So I, I I don't know to be honest i don't like saying it's definitely one thing it's like i interviewed a guy um that had a near-death experience and i was talking to him about it and i was like well could it just be in your head and it's like it's possible you know the mind is a crazy Mm. thing it's possible it sure as hell doesn't feel that way Mm. and that's the kind of the way i describe dmt it's like sure sure as hell didn't feel that way but yeah exactly Uh, like it's hard to
1: know for sure but like you said it definitely what do you think feels real Uh, what do you think I think it depends I don't know I feel like there are definitely real well quote unquote real places that you can tune into like a radio frequency but it's hard to tell what's just a projection of your mind or what's delusion what's truth what are these entities what are their intentions I don't know the the deeper I go into it the more confused I, I come out of it I feel (laughs) <laughs> yes thousand percent because like especially in these realms it's like we're going into this place where there's higher dimension high dimensional beings who are probably a lot more intelligent than us so i don't know i feel like i'm like just like a, a dumb monkey walking around in this place i don't understand <laughs> and then i come back to this reality i'm like ah, oh, i think i saw this lady she told me this she could have been lying i don't know maybe it was all in my head maybe it was real right it's uh, it's hard to yeah. say man what like what feeling do you get from this DMT lady? Do you think she was like the archetypical embodiment of DMT, or something else?
0: Um, I just feel like it's—it's it's, she's just this, this entity that exists. It's very powerful. It's like a cross between your mom and like your best friend and like your lover, which is weird hmm. to combine all those things. But she feels very powerful. Like she feels like she could smack you down also oh. is very like flirtatious with you and then she also felt like my best friend and so um i'm sorry what did you ask <laughs> oh like what, 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 I think what do you,
1: yeah like what do you think that entity
0: is or represents or what, oh, what is her intention so it was it seems like with the dmt it always is trying to teach you something mm. and i've oh i heard that that's the same thing that ayahuasca does but I ne- I didn't experience that on ayahuasca whatsoever. I never experienced um, any theme entity mm. on ayahuasca. So I was always told it's in. I was always told it's the same substance. You go to the same place, but ayahuasca world is drastically different from DT world for me. Mm. Yeah. How how was ayahuasca? Like, uh, like okay, on on a substance like a mushroom trip has a certain feel lsd has a certain feel dmt has a certain feel ayahuasca has a certain feel mm-hmm. like would you agree with that like
1: yeah for sure yeah. definitely so, different playing field yeah, it's
0: really weird but my ayahuasca and I, but I expected ayahuasca to be like dmt like or what a lot of people describe ayahuasca as you know a lot of animals and you know the nature and snakes and uh, i went to like this weird um, digital almost realm and it was just it felt very apathetic to me it felt very um it was very mean the first night as you saw that first video but um the other times it just felt like i was flying around this weird place and yeah i don't i don't know it's i, I if i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like ayahuasca fucked me up for a bit like i it it it's made me question pretty much everything in terms of I don't know what to believe because mm. like if you have all the spiritual people that have a, like religion and they have, Oh, this is what happens when you die or this is what God is like, um, there's no spiritual practice that I've seen that can explain what I experienced on ayahuasca. So when I was like still in Peru walking around, I think I was there for so in between no yeah, I stayed in maybe I was in Bali. So I went to bali yeah i went to bali and i was getting a massage and when some lady was giving like me massage on my feet all of a sudden i would like get transported back into ayahuasca world like in my head and it would just and i'd be like whoa and i just would like i'd have to like do something to distract me so my mind wouldn't go to these like not really weird i really don't i the thing is the the what i hate the most about it is i have no words to describe what that feeling is or what the um yeah what it, what it, what I experienced I just know I don't really like it and it feels weird hmm but I do have to say since you haven't you said you haven't watched the second video the second video was amazing like what, it was wonderful actually, I loved it I felt it
1: like... sorry I'm sorry to cut you off and there is a bit of a delay so okay. uh it's yeah um just before you go into that can you explain your first experience and just kind of go through the nutshell of sure. the ceremonies that you went to through okay And like what was your intention like yeah when was this
0: um i guess this i don't know if it was like april or may of this of last year 2019 Mm um uh, i went the bad thing is when i when i first was going to this retreat um i thought you know i'll make i'll make some good videos from it i'll make some content i really was not in the mood to uh do ayahuasca because of the whole purging aspect Mm. um I've never liked throwing up. Uh, I mean, some some people, I guess, most people don't like it, but some people really don't. I feel <laughs> yeah. like women have. I found women don't mind it as much as men. But the idea of throwing up and being hot, like on something tripping, it was like that sounds like the worst possible thing that could happen to you. Yeah. And but I was like, you know what? I, I need to do this. I've said i have gonna. I've said uh, I was going to do it for years. People keep messaging me. Have you done it yet? Have you done it? I said no. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go do it went down to Peru, uh, went to uh, a retreat center that had three, um, supposed to do three ceremonies. I think I went in, I said I wanted to be a better healer or something. I don't remember what I, even what my intention was. But in the back of my mind, it knew that my intention was to make a video, mm. I think. because my first experience, it was like, you came here to make a video, and I just got, I was just incredibly sick. I was Trying to vomit, but I couldn't, so I was just going like leaning over my bucket, making that noise going, uh," you know, like that. And the whole, but but then I would go like into the bucket, and then like the whole (laughs) world would come around me, and you're just hearing everyone else like puking, and it's like echoey and it's pitch black, so you don't see anything. It's like the walls are disappearing, and you just feel like there's it's just I really don't really know what. Oh, and it kept like shaking me, like I kept um. Like I was just like almost convulsing uh, hmm. in the room. So I'm like sitting there convulsing, sick. Like I feel terrible. I want to vomit. I can't. Um, and, and yeah, I was in there for I guess six or seven hours. I was like the last person in there. Everyone like would you know had these magical experiences. They got up and left. And I was one of the last people in there. And they kept going. Are you ready to get up? And I would like try to move. And it was still like just this well, terrible. How much did like, you drink? Um, I don't remember. Uh, Than I wouldn't say that much out of like a cup that's like this, so Mm -hmm. uh, it was too much. That's all I know. Yeah, it was too much. But (laughs) I've been there too. And I was, and I swore, and I was like, I was done. I was ready to leave the retreat and never come back because I was like, I don't need to do this. I don't see the benefit benefit of it. Um, uh, But luckily, this place that I went to, they had a psychologist and so I went and talked to the psychologist and I was like, this is what it told me. Uh, cause it told me to delete my YouTube channel, told me to stop making videos. It Fuck. um, I kind of forgot what else it said. And I won. so I guess i go back and uh, it was telling me to delete my channel. And I was like, and it was like, you're weighing over your head. You don't know what you're talking about. Like you don't, you don't know the slightest clue. Uh, and, uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna lie, and I thought for whatever reason I thought I could lie to it in my head, and so I was like I'm not gonna delete my channel, or no. At first I said I'm gonna, like, oh yeah, I'll delete my channel, but in the back of my head I'm like, there's no way I'm deleting my channel. And uh, it's like, so, yeah, sure. But I'll delete I did it. That, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I'll, I'll believe it. Yeah, yeah. But anytime I, anytime I said that, it was, it was like just shaking me, which not like wasn't like physical hands, but I was just like convulsing. Right. And. um and then just being really sick and uh, – yeah, sorry. I'm not always good with telling my stories um, without editing. All right, <laughs> man. Um, so, OK. I went to the psychologist and the psychologist was like, that's bullshit. You can uh, – you, you use your channel to help people. This is That's just all in your head. And that was really helpful for me to hear. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, I told myself if everyone else has like a good experience, then I'll do it again. Everyone had a wonderful experience this, the next night. So I was like, okay, I'll be brave, I'll do it again. Oh, and he even said, he goes, If you feel if you have another terrible, experience, you can come in here and punch me in the face. Whoa. And I was like, Oh, that's a <laughs> wow, he he's very confident. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes, I've just seen this a lot. People have a really <laughs> bad first night and the second night will be better. And so I gave it a second shot, and the second night, it was the most magical thing, one of the most magical things I've ever experienced. Like, I was hanging out in this realm, and it was like, it's weird because, I, I don't know, you've probably experienced it where you can feel there's an entity there, but you don't see anything. Like, you feel there's something there with you. Yeah, but you yeah, can't for see sure. It. And yeah. it's really weird, but, but, and it felt huge. It felt like It felt like God. Um, but it would like these, these shapes would come in my, in my vision and then they would kind of morph into something like very super intricate, like something that my brain couldn't even like come up with. And I'd be like, holy shit, that's beautiful. And then it would explode. And like, it just kept exploding, getting more intricate, more beautiful. And just, and then it would just, you know, dive and just be, it was like, I don't know. It was just the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I was dumbfounded for hours. I just sat there going, of course, there's a God like this is beautiful thank you but but I felt and I was like I need to ask a question that I can take back to like to my life but for hours I was like anything I can think of is going to sound so stupid like how do you ask mm. god a question like yeah, what, right. like what is the meaning of life just felt stupid like if I felt like I was in the presence of all knowledge and of everything and it it literally dumbfounded me for hours and so as it started to like and I just was watching this beautiful thing for for hours and it just it was like it was showing off and then so towards the end i was like i need to ask it something i need to ask it something and i'm like okay well i know i'm not in heaven where am i and it Mm -hmm. goes you're in a space outside of time and then as soon as i heard that or i kind of had that knowing um i immediately was kind of shown that this world or this experience that we live it's like one it's like a nintendo six it's like a a regular nintendo game like super mario right and everything that we are experiencing exists in this 8-bit game uh angels you know psychedelics um heaven hell everything exists in this one game like that's just a level of this one game there's many other games you can play also in this nintendo but that's like an 8-bit nintendo mm-hmm. there's actually a nintendo 64 a playstation a playstation 5 there's much more advanced gaming systems with much more advanced games and and the the analogy it gave me was you're in the living room like b- like this world that we're in right now we're inside this gaming system playing this one game where i was during this trip was i was in the living room i could see i couldn't really li- little literally see but there's i was outside of the gaming systems like so i was another step removed from it and it basically just said yeah you can play all of these games and you will and you have and like, it's just play, like, just play the game. Like, don't take it so seriously. Mm. And I couldn't stop smiling. I think there were some other things that I can't quite recall right now, but it's in the video. Um, uh, but I, I for like days, I just couldn't stop smiling. I was just like, wow, that's, this is, it was so amazing to me uh, that I got to experience that. And that was the only saving grace, because then I went to Arcana and I had another terrible, terrible night. Um well, what was that and like? Like similar that, to the first ceremony or? Um, similar, but it wasn't mean to me. It was just, I felt, oh, so also in the second ayahuasca experience. Um, so as I was going through, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is, part's cool. So I was starting to get sick again and I was, t- I was telling God or whoever, whatever that entity was, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to throw up. And mm. it goes, well, you don't have to, you don't want to. And I was like, hmm, okay, awesome. Hmm. And then like 30 minutes went by and all of a sudden I started dry heaving and going, like dry heaving, making all this weird noise. And I thought to myself, well, you lied to me. Like you said I didn't have to, you said I didn't have to throw up. And it goes, you haven't thrown up, have you? And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I don't want to dry heave either. And it goes, okay, you don't have to dry heave either. And, And it just, and it said, basically, I could control whatever I wanted to control. Hmm. And any experience that I wanted to have, all I had to do was ask, be specific. And uh, so I left the second ceremony going, oh, I don't have to get sick. I can have this amazing experience where I can hang out with God. It's awesome. So, okay, so I need one other part to, so also in this, the first retreat that I went to, there was a girl that, um, her first experience, she said that her husband was gonna die in a car wreck in 10 years. Oh, and she cried, freaky. cried and cried. Well, yeah, yeah. And so she was like crying about it. And, and we had a group share every day. And she she said, you know, I was told my husband's going to die in 10 years. There's nothing I can do about it. Just enjoy my time with him. And they were like, all the shamans were like, oh, that's, you know, that's probably just your imagination. Don't take it seriously. Um, it'll probably be better the next night. The next mm. night she goes, um, it goes, no, your husband's really going to die in 10 years. Uh you know, I think it's going to be at a car wreck or something. And then it says also, and also your dad raped you when you were four. four. I was like, i fucking <laughs> And, and then of so she spent show. the next day crying. Yeah. And the, yeah. The group, the group share, she was crying again. And they were like, okay, that's probably, again, that's probably just your fears or whatever. Don't take it seriously. Hmm. Third ceremony. She goes, um, no, your husband's really going to die. Your, your father raped you when you were four and showed her a scene from like, that happening and it like really messed with her and then so she was going to see her parents the week after the retreat and she was going to confront her parents because she thought it was she thought she felt it was very healing and helpful because she had always felt really weird around her parents Mm -hmm. but she didn't know why and apparently the ayahuasca told her that yeah your dad did this to you and your mom knew about it and didn't stop him so that's why you have like a weird relationship with your parents, because this whole thing. Mm. So she was going to go see her family uh, the week after the retreat. She goes to see them and confronts them. She confronts them and they deny it. They say that never happened. We could have never done that to you. Uh, and then she believes them. Mm. And so I hear from a friend before I take before my first ceremony at Arcana, my friend uh, texts me and says, uh, you know, so and so confronted her parents. Her parents denied it she believes them and so i was like okay like if we can't why would it do that like Mm. why would this medicine do this and so i went into my first ceremony at arcana going i think this is just a drug trip like Mm. i don't think there's any magical or spiritual about this and um that probably magnified it or maybe it's my fear or whatever. But again, I did the same thing where I went to, I had to thought I had to go to the restroom and I walked into the restroom and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to throw up. And then I got sick to my stomach and I was like, Hey, I don't want to throw up. You said, I don't, If I don't want to throw up. Like I don't have to. And then I started throwing up and then, then the walls, like, you know how it kind of, well, for me, it gets very, uh, like, uh, the, mm. the, the, it just starts everything starts vibrating and it was like i could just feel it like increasing and i was like okay this is cool like dial it back you don't need to do this and it just gets stronger and stronger and it just wasn't listening to anything i was saying Hmm. and i ended up just hanging out in the little bathroom for three hours just like laying on the ground just like without my shirt just like scratching myself and being like rubbing my face and just being like just have to wait this out just have to wait this out and i was like rocking it was i was acting like a lunatic holy shit yeah and yeah. Eventually they came and got me and made me come out and uh so I went and laid down and uh the same what's I'm sorry I'm going to blank on her name right now. The uh the,
2: the shaman? same shaman.
0: I had the same I had the same one as you. Ah, my Justina? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she came in like a uh, blue smoke on me. I went back and sat down and then she was singing her Icaros and then she just started like vomiting. Uh it was it was very surreal. Oh. Uh, you know, I was like, I didn't want to do it again. But then there was all these people there, and this this girl that I thought was cute, and she was doing it. And I was like, well, I, I can't be the guy that whistles out. So I did it, and yeah. but I kept like trying to take less. And I don't know. It was like, it's really if if you go by the, the end of my videos, it, I basically said that maybe it was okay. So you have to do the whole diet where you have to like not do certain things, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think you, said you smoked weed too soon, so you had to like take a break or whatever you had to yeah they they gave me
1: a purgative yeah they're like yeah. you need, so you need before... to
0: drink this and throw your guts up
1: i was like okay <laughs> cool
0: thanks <laughs> yeah so before uh i went on the retreat I'm, i don't like mosquitoes so i guess you're gonna hear them It's very stubborn Yeah. Oh, they were like, bring uh, organic uh, mosquito spray. And I was like, no, I'm not bringing organic. I want something that works. And so I brought like the heavy duty stuff. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of the retreat, uh, I thought, well, maybe that's what's giving me these bad trips. Maybe it's because I'm rubbing this literal, this literal like poison on myself. Mm. And maybe that's like seeping in and like counteracting with it. Oh, because I did have a, um, I had a vision. No, this no another lady. Another lady next to me was mm. sharing her story and she said during her ayahuasca experience she was she saw herself washing her hair. She saw a piece of soap come off of her head go down the drain, a piece of a fish eat that and then a fisherman catch that fish, serve that fish to his family and then his little daughter gets sick. Oh. And so so she said that and made me go, "Okay, maybe is there anything in my life that I'm doing that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not being really like Nature conscience by mm. using these deep de- There were deet wipes. Uh, you're not supposed right. to use deet. The jungle doesn't like deet. And then so I stopped using the deet wipes. And by the last time, the last day I was there, I had a normal experience. Like I had one of those experiences where I just saw these people like flashing by, and then I saw like a boat uh, in a river, like Japanese boats in a river with like all this like trash hitting them. And it was very, it was very, um, it's much more earthy and much more normal. Hmm. and it was this weird dark because i kept going to this dark realm that you know i just didn't like yeah i was it pardon how are yours oh yeah uh you're still gonna make videos about it but
1: like yeah it was you know i guess a mixture of divine and awesome and also terrifying as well so you did have a terrifying one yeah was it? definitely because i i don't know if you know but like three years ago i had like a traumatic ayahuasca experience and i thought i was never going to return and i guess in that moment i thought ah, oh, you know what maybe this is for the good i'm just integrating maybe i'll i just leave the retreat a bit scarred but this is going to be good for me overall and i was kind of confused whether or not it just traumatized me and just did damage or if it actually did help me and I'm just trying to justify it in my mind. So I was going through that whole trip and yeah, I got invited to go to Arcana just a a month or two ago and then I thought, yeah, you know what? I think I'm ready to rekindle my relationship with Ayahuasca or just see how it goes and I just took it really slow. So the first ceremony was very mild had like a quarter cup but then the next ceremony dude that's when i went to a very similar space from the one three years ago like that it was like an evil dmt realm abyss monster trying to consume me take me to the dark it kind of felt like that just really evil and dark and it wasn't just because i noticed people have like challenging trips where they you know maybe you face your trauma or a a memory that happened you got to reconcile or whatever and it's like yeah that's cool to surrender let it let it consume you let go but then there are Mm. other times where you're facing something really serious where i'm like fuck, i don't know about this should i let go and surrender to this thing or right is is this just going to consume me is this just going to take me to the dark side and the people can be like oh well darkness and light is all a projection of your mind but then I start to think like, but what about in the physical dimension? Like, if I'm in a dark alleyway and someone's trying to mug me, do I just surrender to that experience and let someone mug me, or do I fight back? <laughs> so I'm just, right. I'm just trying to think like, if there is extreme situations like that in this physical dimension, why couldn't there be that situation in the spiritual dimension? So then I'm just like, gone through my head like, fuck, I can't surrender to this thing, and everyone's telling me like, trust trust the medicine, right. trust the process, trust yourself. And I'm like, but oh, I don't know, man. This It was just that existential terror that flooded my body. It was just so overwhelming, man. It was too much. And the visuals get so much where you can't even close your eyes because you're, you, there's just no break. It doesn't matter whether you're opening or closing yeah. your eyes. So it's like the whole time I'm like fighting it and trying to stay in this human dimension. I remember going to the bathroom, which is terrifying. I would... Cause I always think like oh I loved it in there oh did you I was the opposite <laughs> just having light I liked I needed oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't I didn't like it because maybe I was just too sensitive at that moment and I you know I hear stories about brujos like bad shamans oh, you yeah. know fucking with people and so outside the Maloka I just felt unprotected and I remember going to the bathroom mm. to take a shit. And then the whole room was deconstructing in front of me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm on like a time limit, dude. If I stay here for too long, I don't know if I'm going to get out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went back yeah. to the maloca, I asked for lemon juice. And I was just basically going through like this spiritual warfare in my mind of just trying to transmute these ne- extreme negative experiences to positive and basically just surviving. But I did go through actually a really... Uh, interesting purge where I was like, I, my grandma got in vote and like she died 12 years ago and I never grieved for her. And then that mm-hmm. started coming up and then this deep like family karma shit and just going through that. And then, yeah, listen, I made it at the end. But I, I, what was good about this experience versus the one three years ago was that I had my wits about me. So yes, it was unfathomable in terms of how terrifying it was and how shit it felt but I still had my wits whereas three years yeah. ago I lost my mind <laughs> so oh, you're going through real, hell like, but just, and you're losing yeah. your mind so you can't really do anything whereas this time it's like I was freaking out internally but outside I was very conscious of like sitting up straight the whole time deep breathing doing mantras mm. remembering my intention holding my flashlight just to hold something <laughs> physical to anchor me just shit yeah. like that, you know what I mean? Just thinking of puppies and unicorns and rainbows and anything that would kind of put me at ease. And I guess it worked because at the end, I I handled it pretty well. I didn't... Usually that kind of experience would leave me so traumatized, but this time I was like, oh, I actually made it. Not that I want to do that ever again because it was so fucking terrifying, but right. at the same time, I I don't know, maybe I had more tools in my belt, but I don't want to be cocky either because i also know that hell is a bottomless pit so no matter how dark of an experience you have it can always get so much worse so you don't want to have that attitude of like oh i can handle this now because then the next ceremony could be like 10 times worse and you don't think it's possible until it happens to you um yep but yeah you know that was quite terrifying but like i said how
0: many did you do uh
1: the first week i did four ceremonies Second week, I did three. No, two. Wow. But I okay. took it like very, very... Out of the seven or six ceremonies that I did, I think maybe two of them were like quite intense. The rest of them were very mild, but I took like very, very low doses. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I found yeah. I find that I get like more sensitive to this stuff the more I do it. Because even that trip that I was just t- explaining to you, that was like half a cup, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be like... I wouldn't
0: say it's a low dose, but it's definitely not a big dose. So, it's just yeah, weird I, how that happens. By the, yeah. by the end, I was taking like the smallest. I was just like, I just, every time I was like lower, lower, less, less. So, yeah, yeah so it's I, much more manageable.
1: Yes. And this is definitely, a, you know, it's a profound transformative tool. And I, I've seen mixed reactions from it. Like, I've seen a lot of people go through these really profound transformations but then I also hear like yeah. some horror stories people leave a bit more fucked up than what they came in there for. Uh, what do you think that's about? Like what are your thoughts on you know the ayahuasca spirit or
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out to be honest with you. Like there was a couple of dudes there that were there for like PTSD mm-hmm. and they were they swore up and down how amazing it was and how it's helped them and they can finally sleep without having nightmares. And even one guy that he was there for three weeks, like he did two weeks at Arcana and then like another week at the Sacred Valley one. And the whole time I was there, uh, his second week, he was having a terrible, like he was just puking his brains out, had nothing mystical. And every time during the group share, he was just like, I don't like this. This is like not good for me. I want to go home. And they were just like, trust the process, trust the process. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, like I, I rode with him uh, to the airport and he sounded like you know he was done like he, but he was going to he was going to you know com- do his commitment and do his another retreat and i heard later that he had a magical third week and i heard someone say like ayahuasca knows how long you're going to take it and it'll put you on this journey so if you're just going to be there for one night you're going to have what you need but if you're going to if it knows you're going to have 10 ceremonies 12 ceremonies it's going to take you on this journey and by the 11th 12th journey uh, ceremony it's going to make sense
1: i mm. have i i've i've found it, Similar things like that, like depending on how long you stay at a retreat for, ayahuasca will kind of narrate this story in a particular way. Like if yeah, if you said like you know if you're staying there for six ceremonies, your experiences are probably going to be a little bit more spread out versus if you just Mm -hmm. go there for the one, it might be a little bit more intense and give you the big bang experience.
0: I don't know, right but a lot of I've heard this from a lot of people,
1: which I found interesting.
0: So that's the only thing that keeps me thinking that there's something to it. Um, for me, like it's going to be a while until I take it again just because it was so terrible the <laughs> few times that I did take it. Like it just – and I still I, I still flash – like how long ago was that? Like, uh, oh, close to almost a year now. And I still feel like occasionally my, my psyche will go to that weird place going, you don't know anything. Like mm. this – you know, the it's just and it just weirds me out, and I'm like, ah, I don't like it. I wish sometimes I wish I could just go back to being a normal human and believe whatever everybody else believes. You know, <laughs> tell me like, about that. Not yeah. have this, and not having these other things that I've seen in my head. You know,
1: yeah. So, so it, sometimes it just takes a long time to just fully process and integrate. Because even like that ayahuasca experience that I told you three years ago it took me, well, fuck, three years. You know, it was a long right. time for me to like really process it to the point where i don't feel like i have you know ptsd from it that being said i remember that ceremony the one i had a few months ago was uh i guess it i don't know it re, sh- it showed me that i still have some ties like some ptsd ties like i'm still traumatized from that night a little bit because i remember some other dude was like really freaking out and he was having that trip like that sort of trip where you think you're just going to be crazy forever. And maybe the best thing to do is just yeah. to end your life, basically like one of those trips. <laughs> and it's like, and yeah. just being there was like, fuck, I just felt so bad for the guy. Cause I know what that feels like. And sometimes it doesn't matter what people tell you. You're like, I don't know. It's hard to believe. Yeah. But
0: you yeah, know, I definitely was there.
1: Yeah. It could, it could be just a,
0: a processing thing. So just taken a long time. I'm, what I'm not sold on um, with any of it is the the need to vomit, like I, because <laughs> I've had such amazing, wonderful experiences without having to vomit, and it's like it just seems like with ayahuasca, it's just this one little group in the world that thinks no healing goes with vomiting, and I'm like, well, maybe it's poison, maybe mm. like that's <laughs> my sur- I can't I can't surrender to that part of it, mm. so I, so maybe if I yeah. Maybe are, it depends are you cool on with
1: that that aspect the uh the vomiting oh i
0: wouldn't say i'm cool with it but <laughs> <laughs> uh, like do you feel because like, everyone would say like when you throw up oh you're gonna feel amazing and i didn't like i never felt amazing i felt my stomach still hurt for days you know i would say most times i actually do feel good
1: after vomiting but sometimes mm-hmm. there are certain ceremonies where i just i don't have quite enough and i'm sort of like in this limbo state where you're like dry heaving and you just feel ill the whole night so i've had those yeah. for sure and that's what i've learned that sometimes if you take too little that might not be good because you're just like you're, you're just about to hit that peak but you're not quite there so you're just stuck in this like oh, i
0: feel like okay. shit so that's me yeah and that's, that's what people have <laughs> they like the fact that you always were resisting it so much is the reason you had such a bad experience like you have to surrender to it and i was just i don't know I, I was good at surrendering to DMT and to other substances. I think maybe just I was slightly younger. But mm. now it's like, I don't know, there was just that, that fear that just hits you. We're just like, no.
1: Yeah, it's like, that, like that skepticism because I feel the same yeah. way. Even skepticism. now, I, I, sometimes I find it really hard to completely trust and let go. And I'm always like questioning it. But of course, that just makes it worse on yourself. But fuck, I, I can't help it. I don't know. Maybe I should just be more more trusting. Did you do the 5MEO? I did. I did. I didn't think I was going to do it. Uh, I just watched a whole bunch of people do it the first week. And then mm-hmm. Jose's like, you want to do it? I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second week passed. The second group, they all did it. I watched them all. I even recorded some people. Like, they allowed me to document their experience, Mm -hmm. which was very nice. And then Jose asked me again. I was like, Yeah, you're going to do it? I was like, "Uh, Nah. And then the last day, this is like the day before everyone left after doing like San Pedro, Mm Huachuma, mescaline containing cactus, for those who don't know. And then they did a private, they just set up a private ceremony just for me to do this thing. And Jose is like, You're doing this. Trust me. I know you better than you know yourself. This is going to be the cherry on top, and because I'm like always freaking out, like, but what happened if I'm like that guy who just ends up screaming his lungs out and has a psychotic <laughs> yeah. break? I'm like, I, I'm cool. I, I've I've had those trips. I don't want to. I don't want to go down there. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But the way he explained it was just everything that I've been through. He said like, if you've been through the worst trips from ayahuasca, then you can handle five mEO. Not saying that it's mm-hmm. less potent, but the dark. There's something about the dark realms of ayahuasca which is which feels a lot more sinister versus you know a bad trip on 5meo but then i could just be Mm -hmm. speaking out of my ass because i've never had a bad trip on 5meo but that being said (laughs) i actually had a like my outside reaction of 5meo was just i was just sitting there closed my eyes breathing just peacefully man i just merged with god and kind of went through that place this is how i interpret it anyway i went back to that place where we come from and where we're going call it death mm-hmm. i don't know whatever you want to call it but yeah uh, i guess i was it i was carrying a burden of that i don't know just grief and it's not so much death that gives me terror it's more the process of dying and my physical meat vehicle breaking down and having to go through all my loved ones dying and just shit like that you know that's always yeah. something that and i mean yeah you can you can Reconcile this by just doing the classic non duality, like, oh, yes, but for death you need life, and blah, 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 blah. But that visceral feeling of people dying still sucked to me, and that was like a burden I was carrying. So this experience actually just melted all that away, and it's like, it's all good, man. Like, if this is where you go when you die, this is pretty good. But I don't know, I don't know, is that really God that I went through, or was it God that I merged with? or was it just an experience that my mind interpreted, I don't know, I don't know. But it felt really 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 real to the point where I came out of it and I was just like bawling my eyes out from gratitude just to be here in this human plane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess a way I would describe it was it was like it was like oh, it was like a cosmic paradise, a brief moment of eternity in cosmic paradise that would be the way i would sum it up mm. so it's fucking yeah it was really yeah, profound that's... man yeah i was actually really happy that i did it um so
0: yeah did you do it yeah sounds very uh, my experience as well yeah oh, and really? i talk about it in, in my videos but um what was gonna what reminded me is um so the reason i got a psychedelics in the first place was because i read the book uh dmt the spirit molecule yeah where he where they really injected people with it and uh that that book got me into it because I they said um, D and was the closest you can come to having a near death experience without dying because mm. I've always been fascinated with near death experiences because I'm at the same thing like what happens when you die and I don't want to go through this dying process and I just want some reassurance.
2: Mm.
0: Um, so that's that's to answer your original question about what got me into it It was mostly that book and that uh, so I was like I have to try it. So but with Five meo saying kind the of thing like I. It, just, it comes on incredibly strong, so white, but like these shapes, and then I felt like I described as being inside of God. I said the the same mm. thing, and it was like it was like an like an orgasm having an orgasm, like watching other people have orgasms. It was like <laughs> this whole, it was like MDMA uh, on steroids. It was just like the best feeling I ever felt in my entire body. Yeah. Um, and then I was I, I I went back and forth between crying and laughing. Like I would just start just laughing so much, and just like go that laugh, go like that, where you just start laughing. Everyone in the room started laughing because I was laughing, and then I would be I was so like relieved because the couple of before, I had a really experienced ayahuasca, and I was thinking, you know, the world hates me, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was like almost like a gentle reminder of no, you were loved, and this is what love is, and this is out and that would be laughing and then I would be so happy that I was crying and just went back and forth between those two things and uh yeah it was amazing afterwards I was just like had the same sort of thing where I was just like I'm so lucky to be here I'm so lucky to be around these people and everyone was beautiful to me like I saw the beauty in everyone and I was just like I have to hug all of you mm-hmm. like it was just it was magical and again I couldn't like but the leading up to that week I or leading up to that I had had a In a lot of bad ceremonies. And so I was just kind of like in this bubble of despair Mm. and it took me out of that and made me see the beauty and the love and the light. And yeah, I was like, Jose hooked me up with it too, because he saw I was going, he didn't like pay for me to go. Well, he actually let me go to the retreat if I just made videos about it. Hmm. So I did. And then, um, uh, but I think they charge two hundred and fifty dollars for it and I would easily spend a thousand dollars on this. Like this that was the greatest thing I think that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And I wanted to be I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some toads and start my own. Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to experience this. I'm gonna get my own toads, my toad farm. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh-huh. dude,
1: from everyone at the retreat, ninety nine percent of them said that the five MEO experience was their most profound trip. Of the whole retreat yeah. so I, I found that really interesting I guess I, I, I was holding fear that I would leave too ungrounded that was my big thing I didn't want to mm. like I don't know because I, I have I have heard f- from some experiences of how people have this 5MEO DMT experience and then they come back to this reality They're like no I, I don't want to come back here I want to I want to stay there and then they kind of leave mm. unanchored a bit Uh that did not Very happen to me thank goodness I actually had the opposite effect. I went more grounded to this reality because as amazing as that reality was, at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I'm going to go there when I die, if that's the truth, right? So I might as well just, I came to this human plane for a reason. There's a purpose why I'm here. Let's get some shit done, you know, sort of thing. And I was just grateful to be, again, a human again. I remember seeing Jose's face made of organic matter. I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm back here again. Because it's so hard (laughs) to explain that realm. I don't know what it is. Yes. Because it's like... No words. I've had crazy experiences that you could also say there are no words for with ayahuasca, mushrooms, you name it. But Mm -hmm. there are still words and concepts where you can sort of paint a picture, at least metaphorically. Whereas 5-MeO was... It's like you just shot past all the dimensions and straight to source. It's like so beyond anything that i've ever experienced yeah they're really a thousand percent yeah there is no freaking word and i came back <laughs> yeah one of my first words was like i came back into consciousness i was like
2: i understand i
1: understand okay. and just like crying and shit yeah. jose's like i told you man <laughs> like, thank you thank you for making me do this yeah actually yeah. I, he made me do some rapé just before the experience because because it grounds you for those listening rapé mm-hmm. is a how would you describe it a shamanic snuff with tobacco
0: ash yeah 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 just a snorting of ash I yeah guess. pretty much uh, and it tobacco. sounds it's just straight tobacco yeah it's i think it's just ground up tobacco and they shot it up your nose yeah with a, a cylindrical tube or like a bamboo or something
1: yeah 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 and and you know sometimes i'll put different plants in there like different mixtures but uh mm-hmm. and it sounds unpleasant and i guess it is for most people but i guess i'm one of the weirdos that. I like it just because I leave. I don't know. It just grounds me. I like it, especially going to an experience like that. So, but yeah, yeah man, Five MEO was. Uh, yeah, I would have to say it was the most profound experience of my life, at least experientially. I don't know. I I need more time to pass. You know, ask me in a few years' yeah. time, which one was the most practical experience of my life. But in terms of like just the holy shit moment. Yeah, man, five MEO takes the takes the cake, and I can see why people are so crazy about it, man. They love it. Yeah. People are like you haven't done a psychedelic experience until you've smoked five MEO. You know, you have like these purists smoke five yeah. MEO, and you will know that you are God. <laughs> I, I, I didn't yeah. come. I didn't come with that interpretation. I definitely. Merged well. What felt like I merged with God consciousness, and I was one mm-hmm. with everything, literally. But yeah. I didn't come back to Earth, gone like, oh, that means I'm God. It's like, no, well, I'm still a human being, really living in this relative plane. I'm just a fractal of that, and I can connect to that. Like it's in me, but I'm not it. That's I still came with that sort
0: of realization. Yeah, I definitely felt separate from it or like just a part of it, mm. like a drop of it, I guess, a drop of God is how some people describe it. And it, I guess that's how I would describe it. What do you think is like the, the point of all this? I know you say you come here to do work or whatever. What's the point of being like a human Earth. in your eyes? Yeah. Uh, just
1: to be human. I, I think everyone has their own unique purpose. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. anything special, like, you know, save the world. Some people could just be... I don't know, be a gardener or be a fucking awesome plumber. or I don't know. It's all dependent on you, but I do believe that we are here for a purpose, uh, a role to play, and here to, yeah, I guess just live our own purpose, but at the same time serve humanity in the best way that we can. Uh, Mm. That's just the way I interpret it. And when I live life this way, it, it definitely becomes smoother and easier to navigate and not trying to... It's like Alan Watts talks about, like, you know, you're you chop wood and you fetch water and then after enlightenment you're still doing the same shit. You're chopping wood, <laughs> fetching water. It's like Yeah <laughs> So I try not to like overthink but what's like the grander purpose of this whole thing? What's going on behind the scenes? I have no idea, dude. I go through my theories yeah. and I have certain experiences, but I have to realise the limitations of my human mind. And there is just certain realities that I can't see pass, you know maybe i can like tap into but yeah. i don't know i'm still human in this physical dimension so i don't have that overseeing eye like let's say i don't know if let's say dimension uh, entities exist and you're like a fourth or, mm-hmm. fifth or sixth dimensional being for sure you're going to have a grander perspective of what's going on in this reality than what we have because we're in it so yeah to answer your question alan i have no idea i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, and that's that's why I like people like you. You're, you're, so many people are uh, they won't they don't like saying I don't know. That's what I've found. I think the more the spiritual people that are too spiritual, mm. they they have to have an answer for everything. I guess that was my problem with religion. Is uh, that people won't go? You know what? I have no idea because I think a lot of people don't have. You know, I think that's that's totally cool to not have an idea. No, or have an idea. You should have an idea, but you shouldn't. I don't like it when people say. I guess that they know something because. I've been proven over and over again that I don't know. Oh, and that's what the first ayahuasca retreat, uh, the first ayahuasca uh, ceremony taught me. It's like, no, you don't, you don't know, and Mm. you need to be okay with that.
1: So yeah, uh, I have, I share the same frustration with spiritual gurus who claim to know. Like they'll, they might present themselves in a way that, like, oh, I'm just figuring this out. I don't know, but clearly by the way Mm -hmm. they speak, they're so fucking confident in their conviction. It's like, but how do you, how do you really know? How can you be that? sure of yourself you know right. even the, th- the thing like about the 5meo dmt and being god or whatever there was a you know, quite a popular spiritual guru who would say he would literally say get 5meo dmt smoke it and you will see for sure that you are god so he's basically saying like come back to me when you agree with what i what i'm saying right you know and i did i smoked 5meo dmt i didn't come up with that conclusion does that mean I'm wrong, or maybe I'm just misinterpreting it? I
0: don't know. I don't yeah. know, man. I saw there was a cool video that I, was, I forgot. I think his initials are JK, but it's like um, he's an Indian guru that's you know, now passed, and I was watching a video, and it was like someone asked him, how do you know if you're enlightened? And they go, if someone says they're enlightened, they are not. Yeah. And I'm like, I like you. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I feel too. Exactly, man. And a lot of, you know I hate to say this, but the, a lot of spiritual gurus, they
1: seem like they're enlightened, like they've got it all figured yeah. out. But then how many times have you heard of the story play out of they end up being like sexual predators or just some crazy, dark, psychopathic thing because they are just repressed all this shit from their psyche and pretending that they're, I don't know, a holy man walking among us. Right. I don't know. So I think it's really dangerous to just be, well, obviously it's dangerous to be ignorant, but... To just believe in your own bullshit to the point where you're just repressing all your shadow, it can be really dangerous, yeah. man. And I've seen it play out in very ugly ways. So, yeah, I'm also very <laughs> weary about, uh, quote-unquote, spiritual gurus or spiritual teachers. So, I like the kind of approach of just, I don't know, just chronicling what you're going through. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. Just qu- being sort of honest nice. and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I always, I was drawn to, well, I, like I told you, I started watching your channel when you had like about 10,000 subscribers and I was always like, oh shit, like if this guy can do it, I can do it. And so I started making videos because of you and Psych Substance. Oh, that's uh, And um, yeah, so, um, because yeah, you came across very normal and just real and, um, but what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, oh, but I liked that you went through a phase Where you were like, I'm done with psychedelics. People that are too into psychedelics are like crazy. Like, I don't, and you went more like a spiritual route. And I was just like, oh, I get that too. Like, you can't, you can't really get into, like, if you get too much into, I guess that's my fear with my own channel. That's, if I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I didn't want to get stuck doing psychedelics all the time because I don't think that's healthy. Like, I think they're good in small doses for certain things. But when it becomes a thing that you have to do all the time, it
1: uh, seems dangerous. Yeah, yeah. We we need to develop more foresight because I think when we first get into anything, not just psychedelics, I think it's very mm-hmm. normal for humans to get really overly excited about something and it's like, no, this is the thing that I believe. And then people get really attached to it. Yeah. And, you know, some people like, you know, I, like myself, yourself probably, who if something gets proven wrong or, I don't know, maybe an extra question mark pops up, you'd be like, oh, hang on a sec, maybe this wasn't exactly how i thought it was going to be but some people right. really do cling on to that forever uh and i think it's good to just try to fast forward like for anyone that you're listening to even myself like just try to picture where is this person going to end up in 10 20 30 years because it's easier mm. to pretend like you've got it all figured out right now but what happens if your philosophy is taking you down a really dark path that you just don't know it yet and that happens all the time like it's yeah. not no, with and with surprise. everything yeah you know? with everything exactly yeah yeah so, so yeah i don't know i think it's a weird realm i don't think we know anything about psychedelics
0: <laughs> or yeah. what
1: they are they still amaze me like i'm still so interested in just what they are what they have to offer and i think this is just the beginning on of whatever this thing is you know we're just rediscovering psychedelics and i think we need to be vigilant and not repeat the mistakes of the 60s era of when hippies were just running wild maybe that that needed to happen i'm sure but we don't want to repeat that cuz a lot of yeah. people <laughs> took acid and went to psychosis and you know probably went to a a mental institution as well so there's always that possibility
0: yeah and that's yeah and i at the beginning because you know there's certain people you can talk to and they're like oh that's just all fear-mongering they're it's they're all good for you but even when you go do ayahuasca they say like do you have any mental illness let's well, my group do 5 meo if you have mental illness in your you know, you know in your family there is some of that and it's and, and if you talk to anybody who's like really into psychedelics they'll eventually if you say do you know of anybody who kind of went too far and they'll be like yeah i know somebody mm-hmm. like i don't think so I think that does need to be said from time to time. And I, I guess I worry about that for myself. Mm. Um, but because like you go, you have those trips where you were like, yeah, I'm fucked. Like, this is my life now. I think I happened the first time on LSD with me. And um, I was like, yeah, this is I don't I do not remember what life was like before the trip. And mm. I thought this was like forever. Um but my friend told me in the trip he's like you might feel right before the trip he said you might feel like you've gone crazy just know that's normal and just it'll it'll go away just just keep telling yourself it'll go away and and it did and then you know you probably had trips like me where you well in the middle of the trip you're you're swearing you'll never do it again just please <laughs> yeah. praying to god like just make me normal again I swear I'll never do it again but Exactly. You're just tapping
1: it. Yeah, of course. You're you're tapping out. The psychedelic (laughs) gods are just shoving your face under the water, and you're trying to catch some breath, some fresh air, and it's just not letting go. It's like, please, please, Mm -hmm. I'll never do this again. (laughs) And then deep down, you're like, you're gonna do this again. (laughs) Maybe not through it, but definitely afterwards. It's just so easy. It's so funny how easy we can forget about how heavy these experiences are. Like once you come back to reality, it's like, oh like yeah it was crazy but it's sort of like a faded faded dream and then you go back you have another crazy experience it's like oh wait yeah that's right this is this can be quite serious stuff
0: so what what's your most like beneficial or what what's the what like helped you the most would you say uh in terms of like ayahuasca or psychedelic and in- uh, just psychedelic in general like uh, is there anything that because I know mean, think we're talking about the scary parts, but there's also some beautiful parts course, to it. Of so. course, it changed my life. In certain... I think even with yeah.
1: the dark parts, I don't just talk about it just to scare people. I think maybe just naturally, I find the darkness so interesting, just to talk about and right. expand upon. Uh, so, those listening at home, I'm not trying to fear monger and just just talking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's even like the the pendulum swing, swing in the other direction yeah. of like, you know, when I first started this channel it was. of what I talked about was all the positive aspects of psychedelics. So maybe I just needed to kind of balance it out. Um, But Mm. in terms of most beneficial, uh, there's a, there's a few man that I would say either my first San Pedro experience just because of how grounded it was compared to other psychedelics. Like it was like a old grandfather figure giving me direction on life and teaching me about the beauty of life and, and, duality and and that's where I got the idea to start a blog and a YouTube channel so that's actually where it started and I've had Mm. uh, mushroom experiences which have been really profound and healing kind of just clearing trauma and stuff but yeah I would say my the first time I took or at least the first two weeks I spent in Peru where I did ayahuasca and San Pedro just that whole experience And, and it wasn't even just psychedelics in and of themselves i would say it was the whole journey of going to peru you know going overseas and meeting this like-minded people and being in a community and having the shamanic experience and learning about these different cultures and being by myself and spending time in nature and eating healthy so it was a combination of all these things it's not just about taking the medicine you know and yeah and yeah i do find that the more seriously i take the preparation the easier the experiences tend to be so mm. cuz you know you have the obvious ones like you know not eating let's say like red meat sugar oils processed shit whatever but then there's also right. like mental fast like what are you are you watch what are you watching are you watching like the news like before you go into mm. it or are you playing like right. fu- f- like horror video games like resident evil 2 or something and it's an awesome game, but like, do you really want to th- fill that? Sh- you know, do you really want to fill your head with that just before you step into a interdimensional experience. I don't know. I guess it's up to you, but I think it's really important to just have a mental fast and really be cautious of what you're watching, what you're listening to, who you're hanging out with, things like this. So the more I, the more seriously I take these practices in my everyday life, the much easier psychedelic experiences tend to be. So it's sort of like building a foundation of your mind because i noticed that when i had the most terrifying trips in the past was because i was too premature maybe like not really ready for those type of experiences and maybe i was too focused on the spiritual side of things and not enough in the physical when the physical is an expression of the all anyway so we should take this seriously and just little things like for example and i talk about this a lot but like cleaning your room uh actually being consistent and having a healthy diet uh, mm. exercising every day not you know not watching news and stuff and yeah just things like that I found really mm. important but uh, man, most of my psychedelic experiences have been actually quite positive it's just the <laughs> the few hey. negative ones really stand out because they're just like whoa what the fuck but they're the, yeah. like I said they're the most interesting it's like what Name one of the greatest movies of all time without fucked up dark conflict. Right. There is is none. Yeah, You you have to have
0: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And and that's when I realized, like, oh, why am I having these dark experiences every once in a while? And I think, like, deep down, because I'm a natural storyteller, or at least I want to be. So maybe Mm -hmm. deep down, I want to have these crazy experiences just so I have a crazy story to tell. Um, Right. So, again, I'm not chasing these experiences, but... They do come less and less, so that's good. I don't know. <laughs> do you find that some people yeah. can really have just 100% positive experiences for the rest of their life no matter what they do? Do you think some people are really just built for that or do you think there is always a line that you can cross and no matter how positive you are, you just have to <laughs> have one, one trip that sets you off?
0: I mean, I don't know, I don't know that many people that have done kind of as much as I have, um, my friend that I'm staying with, his girlfriend is like a very happy person. Mm. And so every time she does mushrooms, it's like, she is just a giggle fest and just, is, just loves it. And I think I, I, think I even asked her if she's ever had a bad experience and she's like, no. And that's beautiful. And I, that's awesome. But, um, when I first got into psychedelics, mm. uh, I was, you know, when you first get into it, you can't shut up about it. At least I, I couldn't you know everybody you got to try this. It's amazing. And I was talking to some guy at my work and, at the time, and he goes, yeah, psychedelics are awesome. But he goes, once you start having bad trips, you'll start having more of them. And mm. then I was like, I'm never going to have a bad trip. And then now that I've had a few, like <laughs> I had a bad one on LSD, and I was like, okay, I, I haven't touched it since. Like it mm. was... Granted, I mixed with, like, alcohol and stuff that I also swore I would never do. Because when I first was starting off, I was like, okay, every substance is this, like, special thing, and you treat it with respect, and mm-hmm. you do it in a certain uh, situation. But the more you do something, the the easier it gets to abuse it or um, not use it uh, properly. And that's what I did one night. I was drinking, and I just so happened to have a couple tabs on me, and I was just like, oh, shit, I'll do that. And Fuck it, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible night. So Yeah, it's it, it
1: interesting how you say that about your friend who's like, you know, always had positive trips. I had a comment like that actually about a year ago, this lady saying that, oh, I'm just, maybe I'm just too positive. I've never had a bad trip. I've had hundreds of psychedelic experiences and not once have I had mm-hmm. a negative one. And then maybe six months later, I got a message and still to this day, severe, severely Traumatized, like hardcore PTSD, Whoa. like the worst, one of the most unimaginable, horrific trips that you could think of. To the point where, still struggling with it, like it fucking hit her so hard, and maybe she might not ever trip on psychedelics again. So, it, what, what was the can, substance? Uh, I don't even know. I, I think it was DMT oh. or something. But yeah, yeah, it's
0: a it, thing. Too. It can Like trip is so. Ugh, it's so intense
1: yeah you you don't know what's like lurking in your subconscious and i think yeah. like like for myself for example like looking back of course with hindsight it makes sense why at the beginning i would have had more frequent bad trips it was just like growing up as a kid i guess i, I had a just really unhealthy foundation i was i had a lot of uh, trauma and dealing with like depression and anxiety and kind of into fucked up I don't know, just like everything that I listened to, to the music, to the movies, to TV shows was all like fucked up shit. So of course, of course, I'm going to have all this stuff lurking around in my subconscious. So it all, yeah, it all depends on your foundation. That's why it's so important.
0: Um, Yeah, I I agree. The one, so when I, when I first was getting into psychedelics, I think the LSD was the first one I ever tried. And um, I was scared to try it because my weed experiences were bad and I had depression and I was like, LSD just sounds like it's a not a good thing if you have depression, and but I ended up having one of the most magical experiences, and I kept getting this feeling over and over again. It's like you just need to know that you're loved, mm. and it was I was I was like, whoa, okay, hey, psychedelics are amazing. If that's going to tell me I'm loved, but then <laughs> you know, then it turns on you later.
1: <laughs> then it turns.
0: On you. <laughs> Maybe it's all for the
1: greater good. I don't know. It is. It is. L- L- is. L- sure LSD is a weird one. I've only done that one like a couple times. Hmm. Yeah. What are your like? What's what was it? Uh, the one that I had what? was uh, when did I had? The, well, my first tested hundred percent LSD trip was actually with Adam from Psych Substance, which is really interesting. But I find it yeah. weird, <laughs> just like getting recorded. That was the first time I've ever been recorded. Oh shit! Wow. I think I actually
0: watched that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the first trip that I've ever. recorded so it was like really weird and i was dealing with a lot like i guess it's still a little bit now but definitely more back then just social anxiety and just self-cautious and when you're on psychedelics it amplifies all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. as soon as the cameras were off that's when it went a lot better but it was a lot more powerful than what i gave it credit for for sure Yeah, it's like, I don't know, LSD is weird because it sort of gives me, the the closest psychedelic that I can compare it to, even though it's, you know, they're they're all their own unique thing. But I would say San Pedro would be the closest one. Some people even Mm. consider San Pedro to be nature's LSD, which I find interesting. they last pretty much the same duration, you know, 8 to 12 hours.
0: Hmm. I've never tried San Pedro. Hmm. How do you, how do you describe a how do you describe a trip? Cuz like with me LSD is very uh neon. Like if I close my eyes it's a lot of like neon visuals. It's very um I don't know, just neon. It's very colorful, but it's like almost like in Vegas like where there's tons of just bright lights.
1: Yeah, um, like a futuristic sci-fi yeah, yeah. cyberpunky s- simulated sort of virtual reality experience. Yeah, I I kind of have the same experience. Cuz with mushrooms it's okay. more and I hate to use the word, but this feels more natural. There's more, I'm more connected with just mother earth and primal visceral feelings and kind of just more animalistic, that kind of stuff. Like sometimes even with mushrooms, I don't know if you've ever had it just wandering out in nature before, but I've had experiences where like heavy experiences where the mushroom or I don't know how, how do I explain this? It's like I'm walking through nature, but it's more like mother nature walking through herself but using me as a conduit so it's like i'm animated earth yeah it's like i've had experiences where i'm literally climbing waterfall cliffs like tripping on mushrooms but it was like and it sounds crazy when you hear about this but it actually (laughs) did the opposite effect of when i am when i'm actually Being active and, you know, climbing trees, walking through rocks, swimming through the water, swimming underwater, all that kind of stuff, I felt more present and I found the trip way easier to handle versus if I just sit still and meditate. That's when it would, the visuals will start to (laughs) have a chance to kick in more. Whereas if I'm just walking in nature, I just feel like, I don't know, like a hunter or something, like a a caveman or some shit. It's nice. Yeah.
0: I'll have to try that. It's like, it's always weirded me out to be too far away from like shelter or like somewhere. Cause it's like, I don't, if it gets weird, I don't want to be <laughs> out, you know? So I have to take a really low dose, I guess, and work, work my way up. But, yeah. But I definitely agree. It's it feels more organic and mushrooms. Like, if people ask me like if they're going to do mushrooms. I'm like, oh, go you know, go rent a cabin, go in the woods, Mm-mm. go be in nature. Like, do not be in in the city if you can. So the few times that I have taken, I was in nature, but I was like at a cabin. So,
1: mm. different, yeah, different experience with LSD. I've had one. Uh, I made an LSD trip simulation in Chile, Valparaiso, mm-hmm. and I actually I did a quarter tab there. That was like my first. trip. Acid, well, psychedelic trip in like three years, right? So this was my very, very first trip <laughs> after that whole traumatic like ayahuasca and aboga and all that ordeal, and this was in Chile, oh, yeah. which now actually it's quite sad because it's complete chaos. There's like a revolution, riots, like fucking insane, insanity, absolutely insanity. And just for those people listening at home where they saw the LSD trip simulation and they comment below like, this place will be perfect to trip, no. <laughs> It's, like, maybe... Because, like, I'm, I'm half Chilean. I speak Spanish. I'm with mm. locals. It's different because I can at least kind of tap into that culture and just... You know what I mean? I'm not, like, purely a tourist. Whereas if you're just some normal white dude who doesn't speak Spanish, tripping on acid through this city, you're going to get robbed. You're going to get fucked up.
2: <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's going to turn really traumatic. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Not like you could trip there right now anyway, but... Uh, that one I found really weird, man. Because with LSD, I was like gone through this city, but the city felt organic. Like even like the city sort of like a, oh, wow. a, a, a manifestation of of just humans. You know, it's it's really weird because like sometimes you look at buildings and phones and technology and all that kind of stuff, and you see it as lack of life. But on this state, I felt it, it was all organic. it Was all alive, and all the the synchronicities were like pff, times a million. You know you just for example wow. you just start having a conversation and then they would have the exact graffiti artwork that would depict what you were just saying and then a dude will pop yeah. up around the corner and that would relate to that it's that kind of shit it's so weird but it's
0: magical it's it's like magical, it magical when that magical. stuff happens but it also it like weirds me out in a way because it's like <laughs> like that's like everything is or everything is like i don't know i don't know what i think about it but Everything it's is beautiful, weird. but it's <laughs> everything is weird. Yeah, but it's like what's weird on such a level that like I've never heard anyone like like been able to explain. Mm. And so then I get freaked you know, because it's so. I feel like we're just yeah these monkeys that have no idea what's going on, and we're so far removed from what real reality is. Yeah, and that shouldn't be scary. I should just enjoy it and just do whatever. But it it it, it gets me sometimes
1: yeah like we're quite disconnected to like our roots and yeah just disconnected uh Mm -hmm. i get i get those kind of really intense realizations i've had them on mushrooms before just like that you know when you just connect with the i don't know the overwhelming authority the matrix kind of agent smith shit like cops and all that i don't know it's so overwhelming and how much atrocities there are in the world and you tap into that the horrors of the matrix or whatever you want to call it and it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it really is terrifying. <laughs> with LSD, I can kind of... I feel like I have a lot more control. So, like, I could navigate through this city. Something really fucked up could happen in front of me. And, like, yeah, I'll acknowledge it. I'll honor it. But I, I don't let it affect me. Whereas with mushrooms, I feel like I would, if I saw something really horrible, I'd just crawl up into a fetal position and just cry, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But, do you ever have a moment on a on a psychedelic cuz I have this on mushrooms quite a bit where I like I look at my body and it just feels really weird that I'm in like your own skin. Yeah, yeah you're just like what the hum-, like when I like look at my knee and I'm like that's that is the weirdest thing. Like <laughs> what is this organic matter? Yeah, yeah like the skin like just, looks, just weird. looks weird and it's like I can't believe I'm actually in this. That's weird. So,
1: yeah, where do you, where do you think this is going? This whole psychedelic movement or whatever you want to call it. Do you think it will get to the stage where we can integrate it within our culture with psychotherapy and shamanic practices and stuff or do you think that we're going to have another scapegoat like in the 60s and then they're just going to
0: be banned all over again oh no i think we're i think we're past that at least here i've seen just in the time that i started my channel to now it's i've had um just the amount of people that are interested when i first started everyone was like you do drugs like they just you know <laughs> yeah. they couldn't they couldn't see that like DMT that's a drug that's heroin like there was no separation yeah, yeah, and yeah. now people there's definitely people of all ages uh, you know even into like 70s or 80s, or be like, oh yeah, I, I'm into psychedelics, or I, I heard someone so talking about it. Like this one um, father emailed me saying that he was really hard on his son because he caught him doing mushrooms or something, right. and he thought that was a super bad drug, kicked him out of the house. Or he said, if I catch you doing that again, and go kick you out of the house. Caught him doing it again, kicked him out of the house. The son ended up like committing suicide. Oh, shit sure. And he, fe- he felt terrible about it. But he still was like drugs are bad drugs are bad whatever and then he goes i went to go watch one of my an author talk um you know someone of his his just a normal everyday author that he respected he went to go watch him do a talk and that author's talk was about psychedelics and he goes he felt like his his blood boiling and he kept telling himself no i have to like sit here and like listen to it and uh and by the end he was like oh shit, like psychedelics are actually helping a lot of people and they they're they're doing good things and he wrote me this really long email saying like I want to be better what should I do like what should I try for the first time and I was just like this wow. is amazing that you that you have made that turn yeah, and what so a that train. just gave and I think he was and I think he was like in the south like well, I don't know if you know much about the United States but like <laughs> the south is not known for being super open about this sort of stuff or like I've
1: seen the movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and this this guy was from here and I was just like wow like we have come such a far way in just a few years and just in terms of all the, my friends like none of my friends have said oh you do drugs anymore they're just like oh i've heard about ayahuasca you know i saw
2: yeah uh,
0: chelsea handler did ayahuasca and like it's like an it's in all of these tv shows now so i think ayahuasca and mushrooms a lot of people are open to mushrooms i think acid's still scary for people yeah um yeah. rightly so because they, they call it acid it sounds scary yeah um and that that was the one but,
1: that w- that was the scapegoat for the whole psychedelic thing in the in the sixties. because that was the one that were freaking out on.
0: I don't see. I just don't see. People see through that now. And now that we have the internet, I think people. Um, I I'm always optimistic about the internet. I thought the internet was going to save the planet because I was like, oh, you can have information about anything. Everyone's going to be really smart. Turns out that didn't really work out. But
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've seen that uh, Netflix special, Ronnie Cheng. It's like called Asian no. comedian destroys America or something. Yeah, he yeah. this remind, reminds me of something he said, and he goes like, "Who would have thought that having access to all of human knowledge would have made us more stupid?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that can so, that can happen. You, you know, I even relate that just with life or having a psychedelic experience when there's too much information and it gets overwhelming. Then it just adds confusion, and now you're in this limbo state because you don't know what's right, what's wrong, which way you're supposed to go, and then you're just right. like, "What the fuck? What am I doing here?" But
0: man, like, like the cat videos.
1: Yeah, but man, what you're <laughs> saying about how like the stigma on psychedelics how they've changed? Because sometimes I forget about this, and it's I think back when I even when I first started making YouTube videos, I got the same shit. Like people thought it, it was just drugs. People mm-hmm. were just completely... Jo- I was like really embarrassed of my channel. I didn't tell anyone that I was doing what I was doing for like yeah. three years. Me neither. Until people mm-hmm. actually found me. <laughs> I remember I had, I had a workmate. She's like, um, are you on YouTube? I think I may <laughs> have stumbled onto you. I'm, and then I'm like, what were you searching? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So she found like my mushroom video. But man, it's changed so much now. It's actually quite unbelievable. So Mm -hmm. I think now maybe because it's so accepted or at least in my little bubble of reality, um, the people that I'm connecting with, everyone's open with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think now I'm more open to talking about not even the negative side, but just like both sides of polarity and what can happen. Because I feel like psychedelics, like any technology, really, it's a technological tool that can be used for good or for bad. Like it just really depends on how you use it. Where you're doing it, who you're doing it with, what type of person you are, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like the internet, for example. We can't say that the internet has purely been a good thing. Maybe overall it has, and it has some positive benefits, but can it really... I don't know. It's like, like I said, any tool. Like uh, The analogy I use is like a knife, for example. You can use a knife to... Cut fruit and feed your family, or you can use it to murder another human being. Pretty fucking extreme <laughs> right. results, but at the same time, it's the same tool. And uh, but I think now we're we've learned from the mistakes of the hippie era, we're a lot more vigilant. I think the scientific literature is a lot more rigorous. You know, like we're really yep. taking that seriously, making sure we're building that foundation. And even now with MDMA research, treating PTSD, psilocybin. All of it, man. So it's quite amazing times to be alive. So,
0: microdosing, yeah, for of, example, that's a pretty, a relatively new thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I, I yeah. Because there's just been a lot of even just like regular news articles, just people praising, you know, mushrooms. And that's what I used to always show people when they'd be like, oh, all these drugs are bad. And it's like, no, they've actually proven this helps with depression. Yeah. yeah. Like they've, when you can point to it like a scientific study, that's what helps a lot. So, it's, exactly. I would I even say the,
1: helping you feel more empathy is like a massive thing of psychedelics. A very very common thing that people come back with. They just feel more interconnected. I think that's one of my favorite things about psychedelics and where I see how profound they are and how they can help people is that. Because I feel like just that lack of empathy is such a huge part of what's disconnecting us and why people do horrible things to each other because they don't have that yeah. connection like dude you are <laughs> that's just you living another life like how can you act this way and I'm not you know pretending like I'm perfect I can be a real prick and an asshole and I go unconscious <laughs> I go through my cycles and yeah. even then I always have that I don't know that insight of that we are connected everyone is going through this human plane together we need to be kind mm-hmm. more kind to each other you know watching actually I watched Joker the other night have you seen that one with Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that, like, imagine if someone came along and had, had a chat with him or, like, gave him a hug or said, hey, man, let's hang out, let's have a coffee. Just, like, one kind act from one stranger, how completely different that story would have played out. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the world can be so fucking brutal and I lo- it's so tragic that I have to laugh, you know, mental transmutation, I guess. <laughs> yeah uh but man it's it's i I just think about those times and that's why it's so important just yeah now i'm just preaching and ranting but yeah be
0: kind (laughs) (laughs) that's what i have to say yeah i don't i definitely don't understand how you can do psychedelics and be be an asshole i know there are people i guess that have pulled that off but i just to me it seems like it's hard it's really hard to do it's, but, it's hard to, like, yeah. keep that, like, fucked up mindset, I guess. Like, it's hard. I would I would feel like it would be hard to be, like, really racist or... Um, mm. I don't know. But that's because you're like, a good person, though, so... <laughs> well. No, because you have to I think, guess, think like about that. Because I, I always
1: think, like... Because yeah. people, sometimes people think, like, oh, I could never do this. How could other people do that? And I think... I can see exactly how other people could do it. Because there is, like, some sick minds, you know? And I could see... Like rare, but I could see how you could. Use, that's why in Peru, man, I went through the markets. I've seen it. Uh, dark shamans who use these tools and they put conscious thought into like hurting other people, or even right. brewing yeah, yeah. some I potion the to like, side of everything. Yeah. just to kill people. Like you know what I mean? And they f- take these psychedelics and they get more narcissistic and more psychopathic and more powers. <laughs> This fucking <laughs> stirring the cauldron, and that, it sounds yeah. like a, some made-up Harry Potter scene. But where do, where do you think Harry Potter gets these ideas from? It's all
0: real, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even well, if there it's are a like a lot of shamans that you know get uh, accused of groping or sexually assaulting, so yeah, I get it. And this is not even a, a, about
1: the plant at all. It's just the shamans. You know, whenever there's money to be made, of course charlatans are going to be attracted to it it's just human nature so right it's just being vigilant that's all it's like it's you can still be spiritual and loving and kind but still be grounded you know you can still be like you still have to have that bit of an asshole aspect to you in terms of like weeding out the crowd and not being too open too vulnerable you got to always keep an eye or at least acknowledge that there is a dark side to everything just yeah. don't just don't be a buzzkill about it
0: that's all there's always a balance <laughs> I guess that's what the the hardest thing that I currently have is like how to be a human in this existence without being too human. I guess like if you step outside of like when I first started into all of this, I was I was way more like probably materialistic and I cared way more, way more, way more about like succeeding and doing these certain, you know, achieving certain things. Mm-hmm. And then I feel with enough psychedelics like that got taken away. And i like, I don't care as much mm. and, but I don't know how to operate, not caring, you know, mm. like I'm totally happy. Like part of me is like, I really want to go live in a car. Like I want to just like travel around. And to me, my friends are like, that's no, that's weird. But it's like, I just don't care about having the normal things anymore. Yeah. Do you, you have that at all? Like, or
1: is that always, man? Sometimes I wish I could just make myself want to care about money more. Just so I can, just so yeah. it could be easier that way. <laughs> like you said before, like you've had those moments where you're like, fuck, I'll, you know what? Fuck all this spiritual knowledge. I wish I could just go back to being a, a normal Joe, mm-hmm. just, you know, living life, working.
0: I wish I could be more attached to things like, because yeah. I, I had, to, I, had to, I had, a roommate and they, she moved out. And so like I ended up selling all my stuff and going to Bali, living in Bali for a month in Thailand. And then when I got back here, I was like, oh, I should get an apartment again. But I was like, yeah, but I don't want one. You know, I kind of like not having like being tied to anything. And mm. I don't know if that's re- a result of psychedelics or what, uh, or if it's just, you know, midlife crisis, but it's non-attachment. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just I've, I've, I've grown very unattached to most things. And I used to like have a buying, I guess, addiction. I would just always, always buying things, you know. Mm. So it's like I kind of wish I wish I could go back to that because it's more normal and I can fit into society better. It's just easier. But, it's easier. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, easier.
1: Yeah, like or well, like Uncle Ben from Spider Man said, "With great power comes great responsibility," and there, is the, but there is a price for having this wisdom. You know what I mean? Like knowing that you can do better. It's like now you have to. You can't. How can you get this profound, great knowledge on how to live a better human life and be kinder to people and then not do it? To get that yeah. knowledge and not do it, the karma I feel like it, it amplifies in a way, or mul- it multiplies, like. I know, that, like, for example, there's there's being ignorant and not knowing not to do something, and then there's knowing that you shouldn't do it, but you do it anyway. The karmic right. debt that comes back to you, it's a lot more severe. That's how I've kind of realized in my own journey. So, yeah, yeah. more that having this thing, and it's like, oh, okay, fuck, what do I do with this? I don't know. I don't know. It's always-
0: yeah but it's it's hard to be in a, in a relationship that way, and it's like because people don't want to live that way, you know I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah, anyways, something else. <laughs> different topic
1: <laughs> yeah, man. when's the last time what, was that ayahuasca experience that you had?
0: Was that your last psychedelic trip? Um, actually, no, I did mushrooms a few weeks ago, actually. Um, it was a small amount, but it was, so I'm really into, we're having our presidential debate. We're going to have a, you know, a new president and I really get into politics. And we we're like, well, let's take some mushrooms and watch a debate. And that's like oh, the worst what? possible thing.
2: That sounds like we, were all, we turned it
0: on like the mushrooms were kicking in and we turned it on and we we're like, we don't like this. I don't want to do this. Like this is not watching two old men yell at each other is like the worst possible feeling. And then that was also right when the uh, quarantine was hitting and I could just feel like I felt everyone's fear in the mm. town. And I just felt like this big weight and I was like, okay, I don't want to do psychedelics while until the world calms down mm. because it was just, it was just, there was just too much anger and fear and I felt like I could feel it. And it was, it was not uh, pleasant, but before that I think ayahuasca was the last thing I had t- tried. So uh, um, I think it's also important. Like how often would you say that you do it? You said you went three years without doing it. Yeah, Is that what uh, you said yeah. Three years in between trips.
1: Exactly. Uh, with any other, tri- like for example, mushrooms uh, had maybe once a year, yeah. maybe twice if it's like a small dose and it goes everything goes all fine and dandy. Then I might sneak another one in there. Because uh, if you, but in terms of big doses, cut... oh sorry, go yeah.
0: ahead. I just want to ask because the reason I ask that is like, I feel – I don't know if you do, but I get approached by a lot of people that seemingly act like I just always am doing psychedelics. And right. I have to be like, no, it's not something that you do all the time. It's like – it's very sporadic and like, yeah, sometimes you'll go years without doing it. That's the normal way to do it. Exactly. Like, but I feel like I've run into some people where they're like doing it every weekend and I'm like, What's No, no, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, that's insane. I, 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 have, <laughs> the,
1: I have the same <laughs> – projections from people who think that i just trip all the time it's been the yeah. case since i started the channel and i guess that's just the price i had to pay <laughs> to make a cool hey. psychedelic channel uh no i don't do it a lot i just like to talk about them a lot <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the difference because <laughs> it's just fascinating it's not even like psychedelics themselves what well, like it is but it's more the states that they induce i think that they're, they're their own thing man i don't know do you do you think that you can get to these states through meditation, or do you think that there is a certain aspect of reality that only psychedelics can take you in? Uh,
0: I mean, I feel like those psychedelics are—you can only get there via psychedelics. I mean, I've had people swear to me up and down that they see what I've seen on during meditation. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time believing them. Like I've experienced some spiritual sort of things on meditation but it's 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 never to the same uh uh degree that it did on like right dmt or lsd like it's it's didn't like have the in oomph. living color <laughs> yeah it didn't yeah exactly it's not as real it's like okay it's a faint thing that i may be seeing in my head right while dmt is like no i am somewhere else like i mm. am experiencing a different realm and it's just as real as uh here mm. so I have a hard time believing you can get there with meditation, but people say you can, so maybe. I'm not going to say that they're wrong, but yeah, I want yeah. them to try a psychedelic and get back to me.
1: Again, it just you just really got to be vigilant and know what you're getting yourself into and uh I don't know cuz I feel like if you're very maybe easily manipulated or maybe you're into like dark magic spells, and I'll say maybe don't do ayahuasca. It'd be so easy for them to just use you as a puppet and probably go towards a certain direction that may not be the best. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm always like vigilant of that. I'm, I, I can even be a bit over paranoid with that kind of stuff, but fuck, it just feels so real that I just don't want to, I don't want to fuck with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have to say, cause I just got reminded, uh, I was at this Arthur Finley college in the UK where they talk about healing and psychics and mediums and whatever. And we did this guided meditation in class and I went to a place Where, okay, so the way I would describe it is, you know, like if you're standing in like a beam of light and you kind of kind of feel like this energy, Mm. I felt like I was on a spotlight and the whole body, my body was like, like this really loud vibration. And, uh, I felt like if I wanted to, I could pop out, I could wake up, not in this existence anymore. Like I could, um, and it scared me. Like I felt like I had the, cho- I felt like it was, I was given the option that I would just die. And but I was worried that everyone in the room would just see my body fall and die. And it scared me. So I was like, no, I got to hold on. Um, but that was the only time I've ever meditated where it, it felt almost like a psychedelic trip. And afterwards, I even told the the person in the room that was leading the meditation, I was like. Um, I said, I didn't know this was possible without drugs. Like Hmm. I even said that because I was like, I really, I didn't, not that I saw anything. It was just this overwhelming, um, vibration or, uh, it was almost, it was kind of, it was similar to 5-MeO. Whoa. Interesting.
1: I've heard people have similar experiences with deep breathing meditation. So maybe there is something to it. I mean, have
0: you had anything on, do you meditate? Do you have any spiritual experiences? Yeah, I I meditate and yeah, sure.
1: I mean, sometimes I might have faint visuals, splotches of color, but it's sort of like, yeah, it's just in my mind, but I've never had like that overwhelming feeling where there is something bigger than myself in my presence or getting overwhelmed with visuals that I just couldn't handle or whatever. No, 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 never to that extent, not even close. Um, not, I'm sure it's possible. I've would heard, you
0: and I've would heard, you say it's possible? Are you sure it's possible?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know because like, it's it's pe- yeah. people could explain their psychedelic experience, and then someone could hear that and be like, "No, I've I've had that." But you're just ref- it's a reference that you can't really confirm. You're just you're comparing your experiences your experience to someone else's explanation. So you don't you're not inside their head. You don't really know if you're having that exact experience. Uh, right. And maybe once you take the psychedelic, I can see how you open up certain portals and then once you've consumed that psychedelic, it stays with you forever and then you can access it forever through just, you know, meditative practices or other modalities. In that way, for sure. But I think if you have zero reference for what, let's say, DMT is... (sighs) Actually, you know what? The human body is pretty fucking amazing, man. Maybe there is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to flip-flop on my, what I was about to yeah. say. I think it is possible. I've never had this experience. Right. But like I said, the hum- we're just connected with the whole universe. So I, I don't see why not, actually. I just think you'd have I to do. be like a advanced mage or, I don't know, you have to be quite advanced in your practice for you to really go to those realms without taking any drugs. I would actually say going to those realms without taking psychedelics would be a safer way to do it and if i could go to those yeah. realms without ever taking psychedelics i would never trip again but i can't go there well i um, can not
0: but i just haven't and that's what i th- i think you, ha- you hit the nail on the head where it's like i think if you do the the substance it opens that door and then you can access it later because that's what that meditation felt like i did yeah. i felt like i was tapping back into something that i had experienced before or it kind of had opened the the portal as as the, they would say exactly but, exactly yeah that makes sense that's because I was like I because it was a totally yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) awesome man you know what I reckon that's a good
1: way to end the podcast Sure. interesting shit man yeah thanks for jumping on I appreciate your what you're doing on YouTube like the way you create videos got a good storytelling element to it very cinematic thank you can't wait to hear how your journey continues (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, cool See, i'm you? gonna combine them all into one video because it's like i don't know i like breaking them up into smaller ones just because it's easier to do as mm, you probably know to edit yeah. them it takes forever so definitely yeah cool. will... well good luck with all your videos yeah so you, you have a a fuck ton of content that you have to a lot i
1: know i'm getting to the point where i'm gonna have to get a additional editor or something just because it's just the amount of content that i have to go through is just i don't know I'm getting a bit behind, but it's good. Good, especially during these it's times. Good. It's, right? very... it's quarantine. I guess now would be the time to
0: <laughs> work yeah, on all exactly. this shit,
1: so I don't have to film anything new for a while. But yeah, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah, you should see. Actually, oh, cool, uh...
0: man, you're 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 an inspiration. So I've always looked at your channel as like what I would like to be. And so I saw you. I was like, I want to be ten thousand. You made ten thousand. You made a hundred. Now you're almost at two hundred. So it's fucking cool. Fuck like, yeah. So good for
1: you. Same to you, man. What, yeah, you're almost like 100K now. You get your shiny wow. little plus.
0: I stall. I go, I go like long periods of time without making anything. So I do it to myself. It's yeah. a self-sabotage thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: cool. Awesome, man.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll keep in touch and all the best with the quarantine.
2: Stay
1: yeah,
0: safe. Yeah, stay safe, man.
1: <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, just before you go, um, oh. where can people yeah, yeah. find you? Like, If you want to plug any social media oh
0: pages or uh all shaman oaks everything shaman oaks instagram twitter and uh yeah youtube and then i have my healing channel which is shaman oaks healing which is just healing videos if you want to give that a shot awesome man well i'll leave the links
1: in the description box below and yeah cool talk to you next time sweet